Happy Tuesday, happy Tuesday, and welcome to another podcast for Uproot On Air. And it's brought to you by East Broadcast Network, EBN, in association with Uproot INC and King and Foster King Intermessic Services. I am your host, Antoine Dean. And today we're going to talk about four things. Our first section today we're going to talk about, our first topic is what is law enforcement? We're going to get a little bit into the definition of what law enforcement is and how it breaks down. The second topic is we want to talk about information versus misinformation. There is a lot of information going out there um, about what law enforcement does. And there's a lot of misinformation out there about what law enforcement does and what they can do. So we're going to talk about that so you can get a clear understanding about how that can affect what's going on in this environment that we have and our third topic we're going to talk about those videos some of those videos has been posted on social media Um, we're going to get into that and how that can also affect um, what's going on in our communities and then we're going to talk about the last thing this topic four is going to be community perception we're going to go right into it after we take this short break Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back from the break. We're going to talk about what is law enforcement. This is our first topic. We're first going to start out with the definition of what law enforcement is and what law enforcement does. Now, the definition of law enforcement, according to Webster, is it's a department of people who enforce laws. All right. Right off the back, it's telling you what they're going to do. They're going to enforce laws, they're going to investigate crimes, and they're going to make arrests. And it says the police, as an example. So what does this mean to you? As a citizen, as a person in the community, when you encounter law enforcement, you already know what their job is. They're going to enforce the laws. And they're going to investigate whether or not you are in violation of that. And if you are in violation of that, they're going to make an arrest. So that's not going to be something foreign to you. Most people know when they meet the police what their job is going to be. Now, you know what the definition based off of Webster says, so there will not be any misunderstanding. Now, let's look at the definition of what law is. Now, according to Webster, it is a binding custom or practice of, of a community. It's a rule of conduct or action prescribed or formally recognized as binding or enforced there's that word again by a controlling authority who's that controlling authority the police the whole body of such customs practices or rules the court exists to uphold interpret and apply the law so now you've got the courts involved they actually are the ones that make the law and they use the police to enforce those laws now the control brought about the existence or enforcement for such law and order in the town which is just a show you how it works. They use the law enforcement to enforce the law that has been created and preserve the law in the town or city or municipality in which you are living in. Now, the action of the laws are considered as a means of redressing wrongs, and that's civil law or litigation when you have uh, someone does something wrong to somebody and takes something of theirs or break something there's and you take them to small claims court or you sue them for those wrongs that's also a part of the law 
and you have civil service workers like sheriff deputies and marshals who actually handle those types of enforcement of that type of law. Now, the word enforcement simply means to give force to strength, to urge with energy, enforce, constrain, compel, enforce, obedience. To affect or gain by force, to carry out effective enforced laws. So what is that saying? It's basically telling you that we're going to use some type of enforcement to make sure that you're not in violation of these laws. That's what it's about. And they're not going to do it in a means that's going to be friendly, necessarily in your favor, because what the job entails is that they're supposed to enforce those laws. So when you have those types of thoughts in your head, you'll know that when you meet them, at some point in time frame, there's going to be an enforcement. You can either resist that and then you get told stop resisting, or you can either comply with that and let it be a little bit more of a smoother transition for you. But that's what their job is going to entail. And we're going to take a short break and we'll be back. All right, guys, welcome back from the break. So topic two is information versus misinformation. That is information versus misinformation. And as we continue our discussion today, let's hit this head on. The misinformation is a huge problem. It's big. The reason why we started Uproot is to give real facts based on actual experience gain and facts, which can be researched by anyone. So a part of the big problem is the spread of the unfactual information about what law enforcement can do, how they operate and why. The very definition has enforcement in it and law. So they are trained to enforce the law. It is supposed to be within reason, but oftentimes we know that's not the case. That is where the brutality comes in. However, when this occurs, there has to be a better system set up to deal with the unjust behavior. So think about this for a second. If you are spreading false information about how the police work, you're actually kind of adding to the problem. You're getting people upset, getting mad without all of the facts and all the information involved. And people will gravitate generally towards that misinformation and do things out of character. Then the police respond and then they over respond. The ignorant people, then they come back and say, this is why we do what we do in the first place. Still a part of the problem. The cycle continues and continues and continues. So knowing the nature of something gives you the tool to make an informed decision. So once the misinformation is removed and you know exactly how it's supposed to happen, why it's happening this way, and you have an understanding of why the job is the way it is, then you'll deal with them differently, especially when you know somebody can do certain things to you by legal standards. And the type of behavior that you have, if you're doing what you're supposed to do and it's correct, and it's easier to prove that the malice actually exists. And what does that mean? What I mean by this is that if I tell you as a law enforcement officer to put your hands up and you do it, and I tell you to get on the ground and you do it, and then I handcuff you, and I'm handcuffing you, and at the same time, I say stop resisting, and then I punch you while you're handcuffed, then there's something wrong with me. Those type of actions show malice behavior. 
those types of actions can be adjusted through legal action, through the officer losing his job, through some type of correction action, maybe even hitting him in the pockets so it won't be something that other officers see doing. But if I'm telling you to do something and you're turning around and you're saying, why I got to do that? Or if I'm telling you to get on the ground and you're like, I'm not doing that. By law, if I'm giving you an order, you have to comply. And that's where they start throwing those extra charges at you. So if I pull you over, say somebody robbed a bank, and your car actually matched the description of the suspect vehicle, I'm going to do what's called a felony stop on you. So if I'm telling you to do something, I'm not telling you to do it because it's fun. I'm telling you to do it because that's a part of how we're trained to do a felony stop because we don't know if you're actually the person who stole the vehicle or robbed the bank or whatever the case may be, you fit the description. And until we can determine that you are not that individual through an investigation or maybe getting more information, then this is how we're going to handle the situation. So if I'm telling you to do something and you don't do it, you're escalating the problem. But if I'm a bad guy or I'm a uh, 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 a malice person and I want to do something to you in the first place, it's a lot easier for me to say you didn't do what I wanted you to do or you didn't do what you was commanded to do or you wasn't doing what you was asked to do and then something happens to you. It's easier for them to say, oh, hell, he wasn't complying. So we have to remove this from them. And I'm not saying that we have to make our behavior any different that's going to change this. But it, I'm kind of saying that because if you remove that small little piece from them, that, which is a big piece from them, then they can always say that you was doing something. So if I'm telling you to do something and you do it and I do something to you, we can work with that. We can actually start looking at that person's history. Charges will be more likely to be brought about somebody who actually just committed a crime on you versus somebody who can say that he wasn't compliant. So I use force and we'll be back after this break. All right, guys, welcome back from the break. And we're going to get into our topic number three, which is called video mania. There have been a lot of videos. I have watched a bunch of videos posted on social media and not every video is made equal. Some of those videos we need to stop posting. And the reason why I'm saying that is because if we're showing negative behavior, if we're actually doing stuff to get pulled over for, and then you get into an argument or a fight with the cop, it's harder to show negligent behavior and unjust behavior if you're actually violating the law. And I say that because I've seen videos where the video will start midway into what's going on and you only see what the, the cop is doing at that, that time frame. Like if I'm show up to a call and somebody called the police and there were two people outside fighting and now they're arguing and I get to the call and you only show the, the point where the cop is actually at the point has to put hands on somebody. It makes it look like he just showed up and he just started fighting a guy or the girl, whoever the case may be. I've seen videos where people have started yelling and screaming at a cop and the cop was just standing there. And I'm saying any of that is right because nobody should be doing that. You shouldn't be doing it and it's your police. I had a colleague of mine who posted a video and after watching the video, we had a long conversation about it. He realized that what he did was incorrect because he didn't know that he wasn't supposed to do certain things. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. 
But when you know that you're incorrect and you posting these videos, you're not going to get a pass from law enforcement because you posted a video. It's not going to happen. You're not going to win that battle on the side of the street. The same behavior which causes the unjust actions is the same that you're displaying. It all has to be uprooted. We all know some officers are blatant with their actions, but not all of them are. And if you're going to post the video, make sure that you're right so that if it has to go to court, let the officer be the only fool instead of there being two. Then we can actually do something about that. Once you take away the need to always, once you take away their need to always say that you're, you were doing something like he did this, he did that, he did, she did this, she did that. When I told them to do this, they didn't do that. And you take that away from them. Then we can show bad behavior easier versus this. I'm always telling you to put your hands up and you're not putting your hands up. If I show up to a, a, a domestic call and we know that somebody has a weapon, if you know you got a weapon and you know the law enforcement officer's job is to, if they see a weapon, they're going to shoot you, then just don't do that. Don't post a video where you're getting beat up by a cop or you fighting a cop because that can make the situation worse. Because if you fight the cops, then they're going to turn around and start doing other things that we don't want to get into. We don't want to do those types of things. So we have to start changing the type of stuff that we do when we're posting these videos. You're not going to get a pass on the side of the road. You're not going to win that battle on the side of the road. That's not what it's for. That's what the court is for. Go to court. Show that you had the right action and the officer had bad behavior. The court's more likely going to throw that case out because they're going to see that the officer was extremely unprofessional. On top of the fact that if an officer is an asshole to you, it's not against the law to be an asshole because people are assholes every day. But what it does is show that the officer is very unprofessional and a call to a supervisor, someone above that person's head could straighten that behavior up or maybe a couple of days off or maybe be terminated. That's the type of things that we're going to have to start doing. But when you post these videos, you need to have the right action. You need to be showing that you're not doing anything for that officer to say, hey, he didn't do what I told him to do, so I did this. Those are the things that we're going to have to start doing. We'll be back after this break. All right, guys, welcome back from the break. And we're going to get into our last topic, which is community perception. Now, for many, many years, our communities have never experienced a good relationship with the police, rightfully so. All the way to the civil rights and beyond up until the days, times where you see more police brutality and more unjust killings being shown on videos on social media. Some of those videos show blatant blatant, blatant, blatant violations of, of crimes. Those men being killed and those women being killed with no respect to their lives. It makes it even harder to like the police nowadays. It's even harder even for uh, people to want to even be the police. Even uh, having the police that resemble you and I in our neighborhoods. The respect has never been there for us. They've never had respect for us, it seems like, and we've, we've always had a dis, distaste in our mouths for them. It makes it hard for good officers to do a really good job and makes it easier for bad officers to, to shine. But this is going to have to also change. Until we get to the point where we're 
not in need of the police in our communities. They're going to be there. So maybe it's time to change the face of what law enforcement look like in our communities. You know, they say in order to change something, real change takes place from within. So changing the faces of those working in the neighborhoods, it will affect how the neighborhood gets policed. We need a lot more diversity and the officers need to have better training tools to add to how they police in our communities. But we also have to take responsibility for allowing that criminal activity to actually reside in our neighborhoods. We have to remove that stigma that has been placed on us about always being criminals because we know that's not true. But if we have enough crime in our neighborhoods that have enough officers going to those neighborhoods and dealing with the same types of criminals, they're going to have a prejudice about our neighborhoods. They're going to automatically prejudge the situation. And that simply means that they've taken previous information and trying to base it off of everybody. We know that's not correct. It's not professional, but it happens. And we also have to realize that with that being said, we need to have more law enforcement officers who represent a multitude of our neighborhoods. Because if you've always got one type of person police in that neighborhood and they don't understand how those communities work or how they thrive, then they're going to always be a disconnect. So we have to have more people who are willing to put that uniform on and to do a better job to go out and make the neighborhoods feel safer. That was one of the reasons why I put that uniform on. Part of the reason was because I was just tired of seeing the police that didn't look like us always doing stuff to us because they didn't understand how we talked, they didn't understand how we walked, and understand how we lived. But I do, and the others that look like us do, and others that look like the Latinos in their communities do, and the Asians in their communities. We have to have more people doing more things in the right position, making more of the right kinds of changes for this cycle to be broken. It all has to be uprooted. You guys be safe out there. I'll be back after the break. All right, guys, welcome back from the break. And we're going to close it up for the day. And I just want to say thank you to everybody out there for listening to Uproot on Air. And continue to listen and we'll continue to bring you the facts to help to build the bridges for a better way of doing things. Go to our website at www.uprootinc1.com for booking information. Also, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Like us, share us, follow us, tweet about us, talk about us. We want you guys to tell everybody about us. And as you know, we are always on Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we're going to be coming up with a YouTube channel. We're also going to start doing some YouTube stuff. We're going to start doing live interviews. And that will be also brought to you by East Broadcast Network, EBN. You guys stay safe. Until next time.